Hello and welcome back to the Government Technology Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Tierney, and today we are going to continue our conversation with Dan Carroll, Field CTO for Cybersecurity, U.S. Federal at Dell Technologies. Dan has joined us to discuss the many challenges and opportunities that federal agencies are facing as they look ahead towards a digital-first future. In our previous installment, we hit on the growing importance of data for government agencies and how these agencies should approach setting priorities in 2022 and beyond. So, now that we've outlined how strategic federal IT investments should look for the year, let's discuss the driving forces behind a digital-first government. We've heard a lot about the priorities, but let's take a step back and address why this is an important step for federal government. What can you tell me about how a digital-first government transforms service deliveries in the short term and in the long term? Yeah, absolutely. So, What's interesting with the digital first government and what it's done in the short term is you can look around today and and see real world and real time activities that have had impact. If you look at how the government has leveraged uh, elements of digital first to handle like disaster recovery, right? FEMA is a classic uh, example of an organization that has definitely done more to adopt and adjust to digital capabilities to understand, okay, what is the, uh, you know, there's an area that's under threat. What is the uh, uh, possible impacts of that area based on, you know, upcoming storms that we know about that we may need to respond to? Uh, what are the um, emergency service capabilities in that area? And and they use things like Google Maps and, and the weather service capabilities uh, of commercial providers that provide, you know, historical data for that area to help them and, and inform them about how to best respond to either threats that are occurring or threats that could be coming down the road. So the capability of the federal government to leverage what I would say is the large set of both uh, federal and commercial IT assets that exist today to help improve their mission has been, has been uh, huge. And then from a where are they going in the future sense, you're going to start looking at and seeing more mature AI ML models, right? AI and uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and the capability to leverage the large amounts of data that are produced to help them build more predictive models to make better decisions on, on how to improve and handle government and federal missions. That feeds into things like uh, digital twin architectures, right? So a digital twin architecture is a scenario where you take real world uh, telemetry and different log and learning information from the environment. You port that all into a computer model and you simulate a twin of that physical environment. And it's, you know, the reality is a living there into this digital model. And then you can run different simulations. Um, McLaren Racing has done this to help them improve the design of their race cars, right? They take all the telemetry data from the track, from the cars, from the tires, from the, the, uh, from the weather that is going on around the track and how it affects everything. And I can draw a similar model to that when I look at something like um, the design for uh, military vehicles for, you know, a tactical environment, right? Uh, IOT and uh, the edge and the amount of data that is created there by our military uh, and DOD uh, agencies and 
pulling all of that data back and moving it into this type of uh, digital model where they can then uh, simulate the effects on a Humvee or a, a troop carrier vehicle, that they're able to make adjustments in design and function of those vehicles within the model instead of having to physically reproduce all of those things and spend a lot, or much larger amount of time and money to test and validate. So they're able to um, accelerate that design and deployment model for those type of solutions. So you've described a good amount of the benefits that can come from that digital first government model, but what do federal agencies and organizations need to really embrace you know, this approach? What infrastructure do they need to have lined up to take advantage of everything and to bring those benefits to their citizens? So two things, right? So the backbone and structure and blood that will feed this, this uh, capability is going to be data. And as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, I'll, I'll say it again, uh, data governance. Um, there is massive amounts of data out there, but the federal government's biggest challenge is how to effectively manage it, classify it, and gain access to it, right? Um, if you look within federal agencies and the DOD, there are a lot of restrictions about sharing government data. Um, in order for them to effectively feed that type of data into AI and machine learning models to support things like digital twin and other future capabilities, um, they're going to have to work to figure out how you get your arms around that data and more effectively pull it into these type of future IT capabilities to help you develop the tools and um, strengths that you'll need to, to meet tomorrow's IT goals. So let me add to that. So from an infrastructure standpoint, uh, things that uh, AI, ML and digital twin and other things are dependent on is uh, storage, storage uh, solutions that are high speed, high access. So gaining capability to access the data in an expedited manner or wherever it lies. Um, it could mean instead of, uh, you know, like in a tactical scenario for the DOD or for a tactical scenario for an organization like Border Patrol, the capability to get that large amounts of data, process it at the edge where it is, and then send back the appropriate data to support your goals. That's going to means that you have to have an effective data governance model at the edge. You have effective and um, appropriate compute capabilities at the edge that your data transport effectively moves the right data from the edge back to your cloud and core data center capabilities. And then within those that you have the high speed compute, you're going to want and need to turn that data and run it through your AI ML models and other stuff like that to feed the engines of all of the different capabilities that you want to enhance and deploy. So as you say, there are a lot of really interesting technologies that can be used to enhance how federal agencies provide services to citizens. But how would integrating all of those solutions, how would that impact the way the federal government approaches data management? So you know, we've talked about standards baselining and leveraging and coming to consistent standards on how the government handles data management from an IT perspective, I think is something that needs to have a stronger advocacy and push for uh, within the federal government. Because right now, the way, uh, you know, traditionally the way the government looks at data is they look at it as they should, 
from a um, security classification and protection profile, but not necessarily how can I do that also from an IT and IT enablement profile, right? So like we're talking about, okay, I know that this data for this mission or this function has a certain sensitivity as it relates to its merit within the world that we live in, but how do I classify that and make it accessible and usable to help me with my AI mission and the wider federal government AI mission, right? So how do I fix it so I can share the right types of data across different agencies and divisions to enable all of us? Um, so that is something that I think the government is trying to figure out right now, but I think it's going to be critical for them in order for them to move forward with what I'd say is these future and far reaching goals around the digital future. Dan and I conclude our conversation in part three of this podcast series, where we get at the heart of data management and federal IT and how agencies can bolster their data security with a modern data management system. But that is going to do it for us here today. To learn more about the best practices, lessons learned, and proven strategies for using innovative technologies to address the challenges faced by federal, state, and local governments, please visit governmenttechnologyinsider.com. I'm Kevin Tierney, and until we meet again, so long.